We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some big injury news for Oregon football. We're breaking down what it means for the Ducks moving forward in today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. It is Thursday, October 5th, 2023. And we got another big episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast in store for you guys today. If you haven't already, in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Excited to have you guys along. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you guys are, whether you're watching or watching on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres or listening on your podcasting platform of choice, do me a favor, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe wherever you are tuned in. Big news for Oregon football. Starting running back Noah Whittington is expected to miss the remainder of the 2023 season with an injury. Dan Lanning confirmed on Wednesday afternoon meeting with reporters in Eugene after practice. He was asked if he expects Noah Whittington to return to play again in the 2023 season. And the exact quote from Lanning, quote, I don't think that's probably going to be the case. No. So pretty simple response, but it's an answer that comes with much, much larger implications for Oregon moving forward in the 2023 season. I have a little video here that I can show. I'm going to pull up for those of you guys watching on YouTube, and we can watch it a couple times. It's not super graphic, but um, so I think it's all right. But here's the here's the video from my guy Zach Neal over at Ducks Wire. Um, you can see Whittington against um, Colorado. He was knocked out with an injury in this game. Eventually, had to be carted off the field. It looked like it was an apparent lower leg injury, but if you take a closer look at the video when you watch it on replay, it does look like Noah Whittington was relatively quick to go and reach for that left knee. You can see there. So Lanning didn't provide any further detail on this injury. So all we can really do is speculate at this point. Um, maybe it's an ACL. We're, we're not completely sure. Uh, that would certainly fall in line with a season-ending injury with the recovery timetable for that specific injury being pretty lengthy. 
So now we have to talk more about Noah Whittington. Maybe we can just talk about kind of what he's done for Oregon so far since he's been at Oregon, transferring over from Western Kentucky ahead of the 2022 season following running backs coach Carlos Lachlan. So Noah Whittington has been a stud since he's been at Oregon, right? I think that's the only way that you can really look at it. He has been rock solid for the Ducks. He finished the 2022 season with 139 carries for 779 rushing yards, and he ran for five touchdowns, caught 22 passes for 169 receiving yards, and one touchdown. And going into the 2023 season, so far now at least, he played four games, only going to play four games it looks like, but he had a pretty decent uh, amount of production. Didn't um, didn't record any stats in that um, Portland State game. So four games so far, 20 carries for 146 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. And then on the receiving end of things, he caught 10 passes for 78 receiving yards. And it really felt like he was just getting going. No Whittington going into the 2023 season. I don't even, I feel like it's an overstatement to say that he transformed his body, but he really did morph his body quite a bit. If you've seen pictures of Noah Whittington, that dude is absolutely shredded. He's in phenomenal shape and he is a little bit of a smaller running back listed at five foot eight, but the weight is what really, I think stood out about his progression from year one at Oregon to year two listed at 194 pounds in 2022. And then he goes into this season at 208 pounds. So really kind of a bowling ball type of a back. I think him and Bucky Irving share a lot of similarities. I think Noah Whittington was probably one of, if not the fastest running back on that roster for Oregon moving forward. So I think that's obviously something that, that the ducks are going to, miss from him is the speed that he brings to that Will Stein offense. Not off to a super fast start in 2023, but he still was effective. Uh, if you just crunch the numbers here and look at what he was doing per touch, 7.3 yards per carry. That's pretty darn efficient. I mean, anything anything over four and a half, maybe five yards is is really effective. So the Ducks do lose one of their starting running backs, but at this point in the season, we can talk about where the running back rotation is at and where it's going to be moving forward. Now that Noah Whittington is, is going to miss this time, I think another side note that is worth mentioning, Whittington is a junior, so he does have an additional year of eligibility to come back if he wants to use it. But we also have to look at the timing of this injury, right? Because... Timing plays a huge factor when you're talking about injury news, not only with what Oregon has remaining on their schedule, they haven't even played one of their toughest games yet. Most of their tough games, right? I think you look at Texas tech and Colorado and uh, a little bit of a mixed bag. You go on the road to face Texas tech and you come away with a win. But as Lanning said, you didn't meet your standard. And then Colorado, that was just an absolute beatdown. but who knows if they're really going to be that good? Certainly much improved from last year, but in the bigger picture, the grand scheme of things in the Pac-12, how good are they really going to be in 2023? So you still have games against Washington, still have game against Utah, Oregon State, 
Washington State is a game that you certainly can't overlook if you're Oregon. So four games for Noah Whittington. We're talking about his outlook. You wonder, he could apply for an additional year of eligibility, use a medical waiver with the NCAA, and, and apply for a medical redshirt because he's only played four games. So I think that that maybe is some of the positive that you can certainly mention when you're looking at the fallout from Noah Whittington's injury is that he's only played four games. So that would ideally open up uh, another year for him, possibly more. I think for him and what he wants to do, where he's at with his game, I think maybe you only need one more season to raise your draft stock to eventually go to the NFL. I think the conversation around the running backs this year was, at least in my mind, my two cents. I thought Bucky Irving, I still kind of think Bucky Irving is probably a surefire guy that that looks like he's on track to declare for the NFL draft, the 2024 NFL draft. And I also thought that Noah Whittington, with another big year, could probably elevate himself to that level to try to take take that leap and go to the NFL draft in 2024. But now that he's hurt, you would think, does this mean he's likely coming back for another season at Oregon? What does the, the rotation look like heading into even next season? So maybe we get into that a little bit more on, on the back end of the podcast, depending on timing. But I think that while it sucks to have this injury before you really get into the meat of your schedule, I, I think that that could be a little bit of a silver lining here. No, Whittington hasn't said anything. Dan Lanning hasn't said anything as far as next year goes, that is admittedly looking very, very far down the line. But I think it's something worth mentioned, worth mentioning here as we look at the impact of Noah Whittington's injury, not even just on this year's team, but moving ahead into 2024. So let's talk about this year's team. What does Noah Whittington's injury mean for Oregon, for Carlos Laughlin, Will Stein, and the rest of this Ducks offense? Well, since Noah Whittington's gotten to Oregon, it was kind of a 1A, 1B rotation between him and former Minnesota running back Bucky Irving, who has been a star at Oregon in that backfield. It really was the Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington show in 2022, and that looked like it was going to be the case for in large part in 2023, but it's kind of been the Bucky Irving show, Noah Whittington show, and Jordan James show the true sophomore running back from Tennessee, former Georgia commit. Jordan James has really stepped into a larger role this season for Carlos Lachlan. And so far through five games, he has passed with flying colors in terms of if you're asking yourself, man, is he ready for that increased role, that larger role within this offense? Because as a true freshman, Jordan played a lot of football. Jordan James, that is, played a lot of football for the Ducks functioning primarily as the short yardage back, third down back, goal line back, what have you, put up a lot of touchdowns as a true freshman and really made an impact. So I think that now where things are at, he's off to a great start in 2023. Through five games, Jordan James has recorded 35 carries for 297 yards and seven touchdowns. He's averaging a ridiculous 8.7 yards per carry while Bucky Irving he's recorded 50 carries for 393 yards and four touchdowns on the ground and he's averaging 7.9 yards a carry so really really crazy numbers that these Ducks backs are putting up but 
again, it's still really early in the season and they haven't faced a premier defense in the conference. Obviously, they're going to get a much, much tougher test down the line next week when they head up to Seattle to face Kalen DeBoer and the Washington Huskies on Montlake. But you couldn't really ask for a better start, I don't think, from these Oregon running backs so far this season. And as unfortunate as Noah Whittington's injury is, I think that you kind of have to tell yourself if there's one position that Oregon can really afford an injury to happen at, at least on offense, I think it's running back. You could maybe make that argument for wide receiver, but I think that running back is easily one of your deepest positions if you're looking at Oregon's offense and just guys that have played valuable snaps. I think that running back is is one of those positions at the college level that you can kind of tend to play earlier. You don't necessarily need to get a ton of reps under your belt. That's not to say that the running back position is easy because that's clearly not the case. You got to have a feel for the game. You got to have a football IQ. You got to have vision and strength, power, explosiveness. You know, so many different things go into that. But what we've seen, and so far at Oregon under Carlos Lachlan, is that young running backs can see the field early. And that's exactly what has happened for Oregon with Jordan James. So I think that when you see how he's performed so far this year, you can move forward with a reasonable amount of confidence that. Bucky Irving and Jordan James are going to be more than enough to shoulder this load. I think that it's always been an embarrassment of riches type of an approach for the Ducks when it comes to the backfield. And that's certainly still the case, even with Noah Whittington going down just five games into the season. I guess it was four technically, because that's when he got knocked uh, knocked out um, against Colorado. So I think that the timing of the injury, like we've talked about, is is it's not ideal, but it's also if you do have to have an injury this severe, if it if it does happen to you at any point in the season, I think this is kind of when it is most beneficial. I mean, I'm I'm really not trying to spin this off as a good thing. Don't get me twi- don't get it twisted. I never never want anybody to get hurt, you know, Oregon or otherwise. You never want to see players getting hurt. You want to see them be available and and be able to play the game that they love, but. I'm just trying to look for some of the silver lining here and, and see how this um, how Oregon can kind of manage this situation going forward. So we've talked about Jordan James and, and how he has done for Oregon so far this year. Bucky Irving, I think he's so he's the statistical leader right now with 393 rushing yards and four touchdowns. Every time I watch Bucky Irving, just in in some way or another it really does feel like he just puts on a show. Um, You didn't really see too much of it against Portland state because I think he only recorded four carries somewhere between four and six carries. It wasn't a a big day at the office from a volume standpoint, but you saw him rip off some really big runs and, and put up some good numbers, but Bucky Irving, he's very clearly in the discussion for one of the best running backs, if not the very best running back in the pac 12. I think you look at his versatility how he's able to impact the game on the ground and through the air. I think his his vision and creativity is are two of his greatest traits. And also you have to talk about his explosiveness, just the, the toughness that that guy runs with. You talk about the, the position group taking on the personality of their coach, and that probably is the first word that comes to mind when you think about Carlos Lachlan is toughness. You just flip on a press conference and you see that guy talk 
And, and that is definitely something that, that kind of pops out or even seeing him at practice when I was living in Eugene and, you know, saw um, you, you can kind of see him. He gets after his guys, right? So I think that perhaps more than any other position group on this team, the running backs really have taken on that personality under Carlos Lachlan. I think Bucky Irving is, is certainly one that really embodies that toughness just with the way he carries himself and with the way that he runs because he runs hard and he runs tough. He battles for every single yard that he gets. Um, there were just a lot of runs in that Colorado game, even now that I'm thinking about it, where it didn't look like much was there, but don't let Bucky hear you hear you saying that because he's going to pound forward for every single yard that's there. And he's going to make something out of nothing. So Bucky Irving, you got to be so happy as a duck fan to have him in the backfield because he is incredibly efficient. He's incredibly effective. He's a big play guy. He had uh, he had a touchdown against Stanford this past week on the road in, in Palo Alto. Um, so I think that's obviously something that you're excited about, just that you're seeing that production and, and multiple facets of the game from Bucky Irving, who's originally from Chicago, also a junior back. Um, but but yeah, so 13 carries for 88 rushing yards and a touchdown against Stanford, and then caught three passes for 23 yards. And I think that even though it's a relatively small sample size so far, you can say that both Irving and James are fairly balanced backs. Um, I think that Jordan James definitely hasn't done as much for you as, as Bucky Irving has. At least you haven't seen it as much with the, the production through the air. I, I need to double check his uh, receiving stats because that's kind of what I'm curious about right now. But Five foot ten, two hundred and five pounds. He's definitely one of the bigger backs on the roster. He's caught only four passes so far this year for twenty-four yards. But I think that you see the way he moves and how swift he is out of the backfield. And I think he's certainly more than capable of, of handling that receiving workload if, if the Ducks need to lean on him a little bit more in the passing game moving forward. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
So Jordan James is the main guy that is going to be called upon to take on a larger role now that Noah Whittington has already missed some time and is going to miss a whole lot more time now that he's out for the remainder of the 2023 season. But we got to talk about some other some of these other backs in that running back room under Carlos Lachlan because it's a loaded room. It is absolutely a loaded room. But once you get once you get past Jordan James, I think that you're seeing a room that is relatively unproven from a scholarship standpoint, right? You only have four scholarship backs on the roster. Um, I shouldn't say only, but you have four scholarship running backs on the roster and Bucky Irving, Jordan James, and then a duo of true freshman ball carriers, Dante Dowdell out of Picayune, Mississippi, and Jaden Lamar out of Lake Stevens, Washington. We have to talk a little bit more about those guys and what they bring to the table. You also have a couple of walk-ons, redshirt freshman Ellis Bynum out of Portland. Uh, Bryson Cobbins is a redshirt sophomore out of Kansas City. Um, who else do we have here? Um, I think that is all that that's all the, the other guys that they have on the roster right now. So we need to talk about these young freshman backs because they are they are some guys that are probably going to be called upon in a, a decent a decent fashion this this year. So starting off, both of these guys have played four games so far in the 2023 season. So I think that's something that's worth mentioning because once you play that fifth game, you either burn your red shirt or that uh, that game, that year, I should say, rather, does not become one that you can use for a red shirt. And Jalen Lamar has played four games. Dante Dowdell has played four games as well. And just based on the way that we've seen this Oregon offense operate so far this year, I think they've been incredibly balanced, right? That's obviously something that uh, that you got to be really happy about if you're looking at what the Ducks have been able to do under Will Stein in his first year as the offensive coordinator. I think Oregon's always going to be and kind of always has been a run-heavy, run-first team, but they're able to hurt you in a bunch of different ways kind of pick your poison type of deal. They're averaging 227 rushing 227.2 rushing yards per game and they're averaging 330.6 passing yards per game. So they are doing a great job uh doing both uh both passing and running. They have it looks like according to Oregon's uh cumulative stats, they have 60 first downs on the ground this year and 72 first downs through the air and just to talk a little bit more about these young guys I think that it's the it's the mantra that uh, always kind of has come into play under Dan Lanning it's that if you're good enough you're old enough and obviously they have to have some level of faith in these guys if they've already played four games and um let's let's start off with um with Dante Dowdell because I feel like I know a little bit more about him than Jaden Lamar truth be told and um, I have an interview. Actually, I've interviewed Jane Lamar once, but I got to do a little bit of digging to, to find out, um, you know, what those quotes were. But as for Dante Dowdell, this is a guy. They're both four star recruits coming out of high school. Dante Dowdell was a Mr. Football Award winner in the state of Mississippi, played against some really, really stiff competition 
and um, even won a state title while he was out there. Um, and he he led Picayune to an undefeated 15-0 season his senior year and back-to-back 5A Mississippi High School state championships, um, all-team first state. I think that – and at 6'2", 210, he certainly has the physical frame to contribute right now for Oregon. Incredibly tough runner. I think he he definitely differs from Jaden Lamar. I think you have, as cliche as it sounds, you kind of have a thunder and lightning type of deal um, with these two guys. And with Dante, I think he, he has made a name for himself as, as kind of your traditional one cut back. You stick your foot in the ground and you take off. And, and he loves to model his game after Derrick Henry, who's one of the most prolific running backs in the NFL right now. So not saying that he is Derrick Henry or is going to be Derrick Henry, but this is a running back that a lot of people were super excited about, myself included, coming out of the high school ranks. Um, I don't think that he necessarily expected to see the field this early. I don't think either Dowdell or Lamar expected to see the field super early in their college careers just because of all the talent in front of them. But now you get put in position to make an impact next man up, right? Now that Whittington's out, this creates an opportunity for one of Lamar or Dowdell, possibly both. But it looks like Oregon kind of wants to function with that three-headed monster from a, a running back standpoint. But you have to you have to think, at least I would imagine, given the games that are coming up, that they're still going to rely heavily on Bucky Irving. I think he's the guy that offense is going to run through from a run game standpoint, but also Jordan James as well. I think he's more than capable. I don't think I think you can put Jordan James out there, and you're not going to have to worry about a big drop off if any, between Bucky Irving and Jordan James. But now for Dante Dowdell, how does how does his role change this year? He hasn't, at least on the website, goducks.com, he hasn't recorded any stats just yet, but I think he has, uh, he, he's, he scored a touchdown. What am I saying? I think I saw that he scored a touchdown. Oh, it's because of the signing class. That's the, that's the page that I'm on. So give me a second to pull up the, the um the full roster okay Dante Dowdell 6'2 215 pounds here we go uh stats on the year four games like we said 12 carries for 61 yards he had one rushing touchdown against Portland State and I think that he's obviously exciting he's got a ton of home run speed I mean you turn on this guy's film you look at Dante Dowdell's film and it is home run after home run after home run This dude is incredibly difficult to tackle, but we have to see what he really looks like when he goes against some of these higher-end teams in the Pac-12 this year because when you make that jump from high school to college, it's you're on a field with guys, you're on a team and on a field with guys that were all the guy at the high school level, right? Dante was was so much more physical, so much more athletic than so many of the guys that and stronger than so many of the players that he went against playing at Picayune. Not to say that the talent isn't good, but that the talent gap is much smaller in college. You don't need me to tell you that. That's kind of the point that I'm getting at. So he's going to have some kind of a growth period, some kind of growing pains, right? Everybody has them. Um, it just depends to, to what degree can he navigate those to, to still be an effective runner. So I don't think that you have any questions about the physicality uh, about the the pure ability of Dante Dowdell, 
I think where he needs to kind of grow his game and the talking point has kind of been around this is, is catching passes out of the backfield because he just really wasn't asked to do that a whole lot in his high school offense. If you go ahead and turn on the tape, that's something I learned when I was covering him as a recruit is that he just isn't asked to catch the ball very much. And that's something that Oregon's offense has typically liked to do. Um, and and that's going to help him stay on the field and find the field more in this opportunity for an increased role. Is is, is he going to be able to become an effective receiver out of the backfield? So that's kind of what I have on Dante Dowdell. Super excited about him. Wasn't expecting to see him this early, but next man up. You got an injury, one guy goes down, and, and here's your here's your chance to make some noise as a true freshman. Next guy we got to talk about, Jaden Lamar. Jaden Lamar was an absolute stud coming out of Lake Stevens High School in Washington. I think that he honestly was kind of a, a, a cherry on top bonus kind of addition for this Oregon staff in the 2023 recruiting class. He was a longtime commit to Notre Dame, but Carlos Lachlan and the Ducks stayed involved. And now that you're looking at this situation, I bet as an Oregon fan, you're happy that they did stay involved because now you have another talented back, albeit largely unproven. Both him and Dante Dowdell are pretty unproven at the college level, but this is another guy that this staff is excited about. I, I was talking to someone around that program and they were telling me that they kind of see Jalen Lamar as, as a Travis die type of player. And if you hear that as an Oregon fan, I think your ears got to perk up a little bit because Travis die was a hell of a player for Oregon. Say what you will about him choosing to, to finish his career out at USC. I think that was really just about him taking the next step in his life. Um, you know, he got married and everything after, after uh, um, maybe during, but I think it might have been after uh, Oregon. So that's beside the point. But Jaden Lamar as a Travis Dye type of dude, that's got to be exciting. J- Let me just read you some of his senior stats from his 22 season, 2022 season in high school. 235 carries for 2,040 yards. That averages out to 9.1 yards a carry. 36 rushing touchdowns. We're already talking insane production. Receiving. 26 catches for 330 yards, 13 yards a uh, a catch, and four receiving touchdowns. So the production from Lamar off the charts. Say what you will about Washington. I'm really high on Washington in terms of their recruiting outlook and the the caliber of talent that you're seeing there. I I got to cover a couple of guys from FSP, which is a big seven on seven team out of the state of Washington in the Seattle area. They came down for... Um, it was Braden Platt and Jason Brown Jr. They came down for a seven on seven tournament and then also in the elite 11. So seeing those guys in person and then just tracking the action on the high school scene out in Washington, I think Washington is a big state that is on the rise as far as just producing better talent on a year to year basis. And Jaden Lamar is a prime example of one of those guys. So even though Washington isn't on the level of a California, a Florida, a Texas, I think that you can be more confident now than you maybe were maybe even two or three years ago in the caliber of player that you're getting. And Jalen Lamar, he was a huge part in what, um, and what Lake Stevens and what the Vikings were able to do. 
Um, he closed out the the state title run. He helped Lake Stevens capture their first state title in, in school history. 33 carries for 207 rushing yards, and they won 24 to 22 over Kennedy Catholic, which is another big powerhouse program out in the Seattle area. He accounted for six touchdowns in the 4A state semifinal win uh, over Graham Kapowson. So this guy has been a scoring machine, and I think he's done a great job just um, just looking at how he's been able to get his body ready for the college level because I don't think he was really viewed as a, a bigger back, but on the 2023 roster, he's listed at 5'11", 200 pounds. So I think physically he looks like he's pretty much ready for, for – uh, you know, an increased role. So I think really the, the case in point is this, it's going to be Bucky Irving. It's going to be Jordan James in that running back rotation. And then I don't, we could maybe find ourselves in the situation where the ducks rotate in both Dante Dowdell and Jaden Lamar. I think Jaden Lamar is the more balanced running back between him and fellow true freshman Dante Dowdell. That's no slight to Dante. I just think that Jaden's receiving the receiving aspect the receiving dimension of his game is just a little bit further along based on where we're at right now in their college careers which are just getting started so I know that's going to be a priority for Dante to work on the rest of the year is is becoming a more effective pass catcher but maybe we look at the possibility of Bucky and Jordan they're leading the way and then you rotate in both of Jaden Lamar and Dante Dowdell and you can kind of just I feel like really it's 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 a good thing for them in terms of you're able to get these guys more game reps get them get them uh kind of fast track their development a little bit if you will I think that we can all agree that this isn't the ideal situation but this also isn't I think about the cornerback room a number of years ago when Thomas Graham and Diamondor Lenore were at Oregon I want to say it was the the Brady Hoke years um, when he was on that, uh, the defensive coordinator for Oregon, dark times for the Ducks uh, in, in that year. But Thomas Graham, and, Thomas Graham in particular was seen a ton of time as a true freshman. And he's, he's, uh, he's doing his thing in the NFL now, I believe. I think he might be on the practice squad, but he had a standout career at Oregon. That guy was seeing the field, not necessarily because he was such a good player, he was seeing the field because the Ducks needed him. They didn't have depth at that position, and that certainly isn't the case for Oregon at running back. So I think that um, this is an interesting opportunity just to see what these guys have and and, and push them along in, in their development. So if there's a guy that you can be confident in that's going to have his guys ready, I think Carlos Laughlin has more than proven that during his brief time in Eugene. He's only entering his second year, but Oregon's running back play has been phenomenal from top to bottom. And you also have to take into account that Jaden Lamar and Dante Dowdell in large part, haven't seen a lot of their reps with the starting offensive line, which has been doing a really good job under a Terry. Nashad Strother made his debut coming back from injury against Stanford. Um, we don't, we haven't really seen much of junior Angelao, the Texas transfer, which I think is a testament to, to some of the guys that return. And then also you have to mention Iapani Laulu Pancho. He's been staking his claim as a true freshman. So, I think this is a great situation in terms of the line that the these freshman running backers are going to be working with um, because that's really going to help them showcase their full skill set versus what they're doing in practice or versus coming in in a blowout game. So 
I think that Noah Whittington's injury is significant, but because just because he's an amazing player, but it's an injury that Oregon is very capable of dealing with. And I don't think it's going to hamper the offense uh, very much moving forward in, in 2023. So confident in Jordan James and Bucky Irving. I think that James is going to continue to shine in his bigger role this year. And um, just excited to see what this running back room looks like moving forward. Now that we get to probably see some of these young guys. Um, I think that the last thing I'll end on here is that the running back room at Oregon has so oftentimes featured some really prolific dynamic talents, but we haven't gotten to see them very much because they're always stuck behind these star running backs. I'm thinking CJ Verdell and, and Travis Dye in their years, right? I'm thinking Royce Freeman and Thomas Tyner in their years. You know, those are dominant guys. You're not going to take them off the field, but kind of a, a fallout from having those guys and having them stay at Oregon for so long, you just don't get to see some of these other backs on the roster. Like think about Sean Dollars. We hardly got to see any of him because there was just a log jam at the top before he transferred. Um, and then, you know, Byron Carwell as well. So I think it's going to be exciting to see these young guys and see what they can do. That'll do it for me on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Important that you guys lock in with me on all social media at mtaurus sports on both twitter and instagram subscribe to my youtube channel at oregon football max taurus coming at you five days a week with the ducks dish podcast that's why you hit the notification bell so you never miss a live stream or an upload and then also make sure you read all my stuff over on ducksdigest.com covering oregon football and recruiting but with all that being said appreciate you guys taking some time out of your day to tune in talk some duck football with me and we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups. Automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.